0: Welcome to series two of the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer podcast. I'm Leslie Goodburn, and I decided to develop the podcasts after the death of my husband, Seth, from pancreatic cancer. I wanted to help others understand the disease, its impact, the work that goes on every day to find treatments and hopefully one day a cure. Throughout the series, you'll be accompanied by me and my friend Charlotte Foster from Charlotte Foster Productions and we'll talk all about the aspects of the disease, from biology to emotional and physical impact. Along the way, we'll meet patients, families, doctors, nurses, oncologists, researchers, lots of different people with varied and different interesting experiences of the disease. The podcast will be frank about the reality of the disease. They will show the commitment and dedication of people working to support a breakthrough, In a cancer where survival rates have barely changed in the last 50 years, but they will also focus on the love, the community of support, and personal stories of those whose lives are affected. So join us on our second journey of discovery via the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer podcasts, made in memory of Seth Goodburn.
1: I have been looking forward to sharing this episode with you, well, pretty much this whole month. As soon as I knew Sean was up for talking to me again, it was just perfect. Sean Walsh is someone we spoke to last year during Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month for the podcast. I'm going to describe him as a character because he certainly is that. He is full of beans. But as you will hear, this has been. A strange year for Sean and challenging in many ways as well. If you didn't hear last year's episode, don't worry. Sean starts off by telling us a little bit about his life story.
2: Well, I was doing a job in Warrington and we spoke lunch lunchtime and I drank loads of water because the weather was quite warm. And I went to the toilet, my arm was brown and then I come home that night and the following week you know, I wasn't too good. started turning a bit yellow, started getting this little bit of an itch. Um, and I couldn't go to work, the guy I was working with, I, I've still got the photograph on my phone and I sent the photograph, and looking back now I thought, wow, Sean, sure, you don't look well there. So I went to the GP surgery where my doctor was fantastic, um, Dr. Stevenson from Downers Lane Medical Centre. He was just a Sean. we'd done a blood test, your liver function was really high, but because we were scared and he also wouldn't go to hospital, I was putting her off, and putting her off. so finally we went to the hospital. And um, through numerous scans, and um, we found a tumour on my pancreas, which I thought, you know, pancreatic cancer, and not many people survived that. And um, my consultant, Mr Appleton, said, you, can, you, you know, we caught it early enough, doesn't look like it spread, and we can have an operation called the Whipple. done a diagram, I thought, right, we can do this, as long as there's an option, you know, we can do it. Um, so 12 days later, he yeah, had the Whipple operation. Um, I was in the hospital for six days, I didn't want to stay, I just wanted to get back home because it was my partner's birthday. i already missed my daughter's birthday a few days before. Um, I got home, I couldn't really walk for six, six to eight weeks so I started going to the pool, um, just walking around the pool for a couple of weeks and then I built something my to do a few lengths and then November comes along and halfway through chemotherapy I managed to swim two kilometres for pancreatic cancer, UK to raise funds and vital awareness of pancreatic cancer. I managed to ring the the bell um, on the 28th of January. I had a scan in March, and I'm still cancer-free. I went to see my surgeon um, about six weeks ago. He doesn't want to see me now until February, which which is really good. So that's like six months. Normally I have to go and see him three months. Um, I'm just living every day of the little things, meaning more to me now, and hopefully by the and awareness and doing podcasts, you know, pancreatic, pancreatic cancer is not a death sentence. We, if we can get it early enough, we can diagnose it early enough. As my surgeon, Declan, says to me, you keep bringing them in, Sean, and I'll keep fixing them. We're in teamwork. You know, without, without the team, I wouldn't be where I am now.
1: So it's been a busy, busy time for you. Let's go back to, um, to, to last year then. We, we spoke and you did your, uh, your, your swim. What was it like doing the swim?
2: Oh, the swim was fantastic. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, we had loads of friends from school I haven't seen for, like I don't know, maybe 30, 28, 30 years. They all come along to see me. We found my family with there. my cousins. Um, I had um, a, well, a local celebrity, I suppose, this guy called Speedo Mick. Um, he does a lot of work for Everton in the community. He goes out in the Speedo's and all weathers around Everton's ground, collecting money for um, local communities to help young people and obviously older people. Um, in communities, he's, he's a really good guy. Um, so we've done the swim, and the last length, I managed to put my daughter Darcy on my shoulders. Um, and She swam like half the length, so we managed to do it. Um, so since then, um, even going to chemo on the 10 a bus, because we couldn't drive, because the chemo was really kicking, um, in December, a guy called saw for her. Um, we used to play for everything, it's been instrumental in my recovery, um, when you go to chemo, when you're on the bus and you see like someone like Neville Southall follows you, I just bounced queue and I went, right, come on, let's do this, Wait, which arms you want it, in shortness I'm not bothered, so just by having people like that, Charlotte, you know, and Maggie Watts, Leslie Goodblen, um Ali Stunt, oh, there's too many to name, I was even at a dance festival about eight weeks ago, in okay, see so a guy called Lee Butler, um, a well-known known DJ in Liverpool who's been on the dance circuit as a DJ for, I don't know, 20 odd years. I haven't been for years, Charlie. But we went this day, me and my partner, and at the end of the night, we were on the stage in front of 9,500 people, trying to bounce up and down. It was just the greatest feeling in the world, because 12 months ago, I didn't think I'd be able to to even go to a concert, never mind, you know, dance in front of 9,000 people, which will just stick with me for the rest of my life. So... I don't know so at the last 12 months I've met so many humble people some inspiring people um I'm, I've lost a few friends on the way you know that's 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 their loss thank God me old friends are still with me um and I've met a lot of new friends and I think together with uh, pancreatic cancer. I can feel like the last few months I can feel like the balls starting to move you know we get more recognition um, people like myself, there's a guy called Steve Kelly who's just been on um, local news. Um, he was doing a sports day and broke a rib and went for exercise and they found his pancreatic tumour by that way. So he's been on local radio, local TV stations since the last couple of weeks raising awareness. So I think the secret is, is Charlotte, the likes of myself, Steve Kelly, um, there's a girl called Amy Blackstock. Um, by the more survivors, I think the more funding and the more awareness, um, as you know, Pancreatic cancer awareness and funding hasn't really moved in 40 years. We're still at like, I don't know, 7% survival where prostate breast cancer near enough doubled if not several in the last 40 years. So that's what we're really pushing for at the moment. Um, but another thing while we're on the subject of new friends, um, it's quite hard this one, Charlie. Um, I met a lovely lady called Rebecca Ashton. Um, she had the Whipple Operation, um, I think it was last October. And she didn't want to tell me. I was in Harding March in Tenerife, come back home, and the can still come back. Um, and unfortunately, she died in August. Um, she was 40, I think she was 43, 44. She had two little girls. But she got misdiagnosed. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's. that's... Oh, Charlie, I, it's heartbreaking. I'm so i so and having a good laugh, you know, for half an hour. and um, I remember this last time, before she went to the hospital, because we wouldn't go there. And she just gave me a big kiss and went, Sean, oh, don't worry, I'll come back to see you.
1: You're doing a a great job of of raising awareness. I've seen you doing handstands on Twitter. Tell me what that's about, please.
2: Yeah, well, I just, I, just, I don't know, Charlotte. I just needed a new focus. And I thought, oh, handstand up to cancer, feet in the air, be symptoms in so... Um, what it was, the, the chief exec, executive officer, officer of the Royal Liverpool, Aidan Keogh, he's moved over to Doha now to manage a hospital over there. There's a statue of the Beatles, the band The Beatles and Liverpool docks, and he's photoshopped himself into doing a handstand. But that was my next port of call. I was going to go and do a handstand in mean, his Spider Man costume, as you do, against the Beatles. And I thought, oh, that would look alright, it sounds fitting, you know, cancer the way in. And we could do that, but obviously he beat me to it. <laughs> so I'll never forget it. So I see my little daughter was off school. So I thought, right, that's it. So I goes up to Anfield, Liverpool Football Club. So I go to the reception, pancreatic shirt on. I am my Spider-Man. Well, I have to take my Spider-Man mask on because obviously the good word is called security. <laughs> I, I explain the situation. And she went, oh, security. You said, you said you've been doing an on standout um, against um, Bill Shankly outside. He's a, um, um, a manager at Liverpool um, back in the 70s and that. I was doing it at stand, so I go in next plane, and explain it. oh, give me a minute, phone's free. So the next minute these two big security guys come over, Charlotte, in like a big suit, and I think, oh, what have I done here? You're in trouble. Oh, Mr. Walsh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Walsh, Mr. Walsh, come this way. So the next minute we die, we're going to save some beer, and I'm thinking, where are we going here? And Charlotte, the next minute, he opens this big steel gate, and like there's the ground. <gasps> like the pig, no. they're playing, Wow, he we went, right, give me the camera, right, where right, do you want to do? It? You can't go over there because we're filming, you know where the dog out is, so I'm doing an instant and in the carpet game stuff, the goalpost. post. Um, so we've done a few photographs there, guys, actually took a few photographs. So as we're walking out, this girl, the security guy gives us a couple of tickets to go to the Liverpool Museum. <gasps> I thought, oh, that's very really nice. So it goes up to the museum. We're doing you know, all photographs, and there's the European Cup that we won in Istanbul and back in 2005. And, and I says to the girl, I said, Is there any chance we can get out of out the cabinet and have a little picture? He went, Oh no. He said, That's the exact, uh, that's it's the cup. He said, We can't take that out of the cabinet. I went, Well, do your favourite, take a picture? So it does a handstand <gasps> next to the European. So as we're coming out, Charlotte, um, we get speaking to this young girl, and she's about 24, 25, and she started crying. I said, What's wrong? She went, we lost my dad about six months ago from pancreatic cancer. And I went, oh, no. So she gives me, like, a brochure and a pen and I explain her what I was doing. And she follows me on Twitter now. And, you know, she's been raising awareness with me. And it's amazing the people you meet in circumstances like that. So I'm thinking, we comes out to Anfield and it's like, wow, we can't beat that. So anyway, with Neville Southall following me, you know, cancer's got no colours. As I say to Neville, you know, red, and, red, full of appeal and blue forever. And crossed colours and it makes the purple heart. For our colours, I'm the So I so thought, next minute goes to Goodison, me and Darcy again, pass outside, gets up, goes in the reception, and this fella comes out, Bill. And the difference between Everton and Liverpool, it was mad, you know, Everton, I don't know, because Liverpool's the grounds near it, it was like a different setup. So next minute, me and Darcy follows this Bill. Same again, into, the, into Goodison. <laughs> so next <that's laughs> i, do. I that's And I'm thinking, Sean, what are you doing in the football? I've got my t shirt on, I've got my Spider Man hat on, sort of thing. So anyway, he puts that on and So then everyone else started doing it. And I had surgeons, I had guys who, and girls who do, um, you know, use the CT scanners. I had them standing against the CT scanners, which, were, you know, without C T scanners I wouldn't be talking to you know, Charlie, that's how we found my tumour mm. before done the endoscopy. And so I've had my surgeon and my pancreatic nerves for a wheeling and declined done doing handstands for me. Do you know what I mean? I thinking this is this is crazy this. So we've done that, we've done that, that was in February February. Um, and as I say, then we went to uh, March uh, in March we went to Tenerife I think it was at the start of March Daddy had my C T scan, so obviously we went to Tenerife and um, we had a great time in The sun was lovely. It was just breaking that mold. Right, I'm still getting over the chemo now, Charlotte, but Santa was just, you know, seeing my old friends again. Yeah. And just, I remember just getting there, and he had me with a warrior T-shirt on, and I put a picture on, on and it's like a Santa forum, on Facebook, with my arms up, and I went to, like, 3,000 people
1: like
2: that. Oh, amazing. I was like, like, oh, there's the of us, you and <laughs> I put, like, all, all posters up in bars in Santa and, you know, people like, wow, we didn't know, we know. People think pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. And you know what, I've asked at least 100 people, and it's would 90% of people who, you know, most of them are well-educated, and they've put pancreatic cancer down to old age and drinking, and now we know it's not. You know, I got cancer because I went and got my enzymes out my food all my life, which saying into so apart with saying cancers, you know. So it's not all about, I think, people's perceptions of pancreatic cancer. need changing, and, and hopefully by raising this awareness that we can we can do that, you know. Which I think we are. We are actually been a way of doing that, you know.
1: So it's been a busy year, but you you sort of briefly mentioned when we were talking that it's been a hard year for for you to figure out a balance between family a- and campaigning. Because I guess there's still so many emotions going around you now as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's been it's been a really hard year, Charlie. You know, as you say. Um, but now saying about getting this balance right between, you know, doing awareness and doing family, right? I can't work, I can't work at the moment because I'm still getting over the chemo sort of thing. But um, in April, my me mum me took bad, um, which ended up in an emergency operation, and she was in an induced coma for two days, and she now she's back in hospital again now because um, of stoma bags leaking. Um, she only, we only got her home on Friday again because she had blood clots on her lungs and fluid around her heart. Oh, Sean. So, With having that and my cancer, which is just, I don't know anyone who's had cancer or is fighting cancer or is over cancer, the first thing you think of every morning is cancer. And if anyone says that they don't, that's been through cancer. You know, I'd love to meet them because every morning I wake up. But the further I get away from cancer, the less I think about it. But with having my mum, because my dad's in a wheelchair and there's four of us, um, so we have to split, looking after my dad, doing his breakfast, doing his dinners, doing his lunch, um, his tea. Going to see mum, looking after my daughter. You know, and I'm, I'm not the same person I used to be. I get really tired really quickly nowadays. And having to put up with my mum kind of say, And, you know, losing Rebecca. I lost a girlfriend I used to work with. He was 39. I lost him in I think it was July, Mike. He was 39, he had a massive heart attack. So it's just like now, just like I just sometimes when things happen bad now, i just laugh because I'm thinking, you know what, what else can happen?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know, it's just, uh, just like, you know, people think I'm hard-faced sometimes, you know, because the way my mum's been, I'm like, I'm not being hard-faced. It's just like, I just can't go any lower than I've been. And it's like, if you get too loud, you know, I've been, um, I went to see a psychologist the other week because my head and all these little boxes that I've put in the back of my head shard the door, just like, being been getting shocker. So this psychologist just says, so, you know, you need to just start meditating, start taking time for yourself. You Know which we just started doing these meditation sessions and they started over me. You know, my we head we hasn't started, got you no know, as bands haven't started swinging yet. Like, so I don't know, I don't know. How I'm doing a shower so you just gotta laugh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I get that as well. Uh, so here we are in November, pancreatic cancer awareness month again. Um, and I know from last year, huge response to, to the podcast last year, which you were featured on. Um, so thank you. What you know, fingers crossed we get to speak this time next year. Uh, what would you What would you like yeah. to be saying to me this time next year?
2: This time next year? Um, I want more funding. I want more awareness. I want G- I want GPs to be raised. Uh, more awareness in GPs in surgeries as well, Charlotte, because I went to our surgery about eight weeks ago with a new up-to-date um, pancreatic cancer action. Um, no symptoms like a poster. And it goes before, um, just to get a new sick note off him. And the posters have been taken down. So I need I need more awareness. All right, we've got like loads of celebrities on board now across various social medias. As I say, my friends being on ITV news. But I just want to see the survivor rate seven percent over forty years. It's just it's just a joke now, Charlie. Um, and we are losing my friend Rebecca. I get misdiagnosed. I think that's what we nearly, nearly need to start on. We need to start in GP surgeries because I don't know the statistics, but I think it's something like 60% or 70% of pancreatic cancer patients are admitted through A&E instead of the doctors. I was, as I say, my doctor, Dr. Stevenson, was fantastic. Without him, you know, other, other, I know they're very busy, Charlotte, but to me, a lot of GPs are just like, oh, it's viral, or oh, yeah, gallbladder, oh, you couldn't have pancreatic cancer. You know, it's like myself, when I went to to the hospital, one of the bank doctors instigated that, like, was a heroin user because it was yellow. When I'm sat there with me, well, well, my fiancé of 24 years and my seven-year-old daughter. Yeah. You know, so that's people's perceptions of pancreatic cancer. This is what we need to squash. And I think we should need to start at GPs and go locally and then just, like, try and spread out and just make people aware that pancreatic cancer, it's not a death sentence. We just need to catch it early enough and as I've always said, never, ever give up. If you're ever in doubt, get checked out. You know, it's simple. Don't be scared. And especially us men, you know, us men, we think we're dead hard. You know, I've been a builder for 23 years. So I've had one of the hardest jobs on the building site. You know, when I started back in 1996, Charlotte, me, my dad said, come on, son, Charlotte, me. It was like four in steel, like 74. So I put an ankle to Manchester. And I'm thinking, well, there's no nets. You know, okay, we've got nets now. But back in the day, yeah. one false thing he was gone. So I think I'd love to go and do talks. i done a talk in, I think it was April, for a lady who'd lost a friend from pancreatic, which is hard, you know, there was, was in a certain party like 40 people all her friends and all her family and we was just singing and I had to tell about my, my story. and uh, So I'd love to do that again, but up to now, no one's took me off from the opera, so there you go. It's <laughs> such is life.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we could get that, well, let's try and get that sorted. Let's get you some speaking.
2: I know, I know, I wouldn't mind it, you know, because when... I started with the whipple. I was thinking, oh, what's this whipple operation? Oh, yeah, we have to take the bile duct out, the gallbladder, head of your pancreas, small intestine, pulling you back together, jobs are good. And thinking, you know, I need to speak to someone that's been through this. And, you know, you come, you come out with books and that, but unless you talk to someone that's been there, you know, where I could speak to someone for half an hour rather than them me books for like half a day or a day. And, you know, you know yourself, it's all doom and gloom. And so after you've read a few pages, you're like, oh, I don't want to read any more of that. But when you're speaking to someone that's been there, face to face and saying, Right, come on, you need to get up out of bed. Walk as soon as you can. As my surgeon said, you know, I've done my work, you know, the recovery is up to you. And, you know, I pushed I even remember having Rachel pushing me back and lifting me head up the time walking around the nurses station two days after coming out out of ICU with drips and things and all kinds. <laughs> it's just you just you just you 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 know when you say sorry that you only use seven per cent of your brain power. Mm. I think you used a lot more than that to get through what I've got through and what I keep getting through to this day, you know? I think so. Nothing there's just not have missed out. Oh yeah, me my partner Rachel turned forty as well on the third of July. So that was quite good. Um I'm in touch with a guy called Andy Fowler who boxed at the Olympics, he's fighting again on the twenty third of this month in the arena He's got a few tickets on the door for me there. Oh, how I had a horrible feeling
1: you were going to say you are going to get in the in the boxing ring and fight him.
2: was
1: for a moment I was, no, 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 moment, no, I I was
2: something... thinking, oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. You know, you yes, have to stow me in the stomach. I've got a big scar there, pal. <laughs> no, he's going to aim. You know, Maggie, Maggie Watts game, um, Hope is Contagious. I've given him a, um, a pancanti shirt, a Diana drinks thing, and a key ring, and a Hope is Contagious badge. So when he comes out into the ring, he's going to put that badge on his shawl or whatever he wears. Oh. So it's going to be all up to Sky News as well. So Amazing. And I'm going to go in a hoodie on, so hopefully I'll get my kid on the telly. I'll go with Sky spider I need a purple Spider-Man costume. I'll have to sign a source one. That would be good, wouldn't it?
1: That'd be brilliant. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much to Sean for talking to me for the podcast as always such a giggle talking to Sean but also really interesting to hear his journey this year as well and all the ups and downs that come with with the pancreatic cancer diagnosis treatment and then what happens afterwards as well. Go follow Sean on Twitter at Spider Walshy is where you'll find him on Twitter if you're not already following him he will make you smile. I promise you that. Definitely make you smile. Thank you very much for being part of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts as well. Thank you so much for listening throughout November. We will be back with more episodes in the very near future. Uh, But first of all, I would just need to thank uh, the people that have sponsored us, so donated some money so that these podcasts can go ahead. So Steph, Chris and Dave, you are our sponsors for this episode. Thank you so much. If you want to get more information or maybe you want to find out a little bit more about sponsoring an episode, you can do that by going to purplerainbow.co.uk.